Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. This is this is uh, uh, Friday, uh, June fifteenth, two thousand and eighteen, and welcome to episode number five hundred and fourteen of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you, as we get to talk about our favorite subject of all time here in the radio network. Of course, that is professional wrestling. First things first, we'll definitely start off with our wrestling news and views here tonight, which will be conducted by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. Uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet uh, has not yet arrived into the studio so I'll be taking care of your wrestling history and birthdays here for today, and we do have uh, some interesting stuff here to talk about here. So we'll bring that up here, of course, momentarily. And <clears throat> before we go into any more detail here, folks, let's go ahead and welcome JDN to what will be an explosive and dynamic, of course, episode 514 of Revolution. Yep. Yes, indeed. And, of course, our live video, and also, oh, okay, now just in time. Uh, now, of course, uh, our live video feed tonight comes to us from our group dedicated to Ring of Honor, ROHUS, Honor of the Ring. <clears throat> and, of course, if you'd like to join us, like I do see someone has now joined us now, and I'll explain who that is in just a bit. Uh, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ROHUS Wrestling Honor to, uh, of course, join our live video feed and, of course, comment and talk about uh, anything that we discuss here, of course, here this evening, episode 514 of Revolution. And also, as, as I said, we do have someone that has now popped in on the live video chat. That is, of course, the Empress and Marie Rickenbach. And, of course, is a 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. And welcome to you as well. Uh, also here tonight, folks, if you want to consider joining through our talk show chat box, the phone number, as always, is one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five pound and press that one if you want to chime in on any everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Of course, that in addition to our wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, uh, we will have several of our folks be making their predictions for this 
for tomorrow night's NXT TakeOver show in Chicago, plus also for Sunday's Money in the Bank bank pay-per-view. Also, folks, we're going to do our best to uh, finish off a a contender versus contender match. We did, of course, because it did get a little bit late last night between, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and, as we said, the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. It was a very tight game, and we still have like only a few questions left. So we'll be we'll definitely be taking care of that here as well here this evening. <clears throat> but all in all, we'll have a of course a big time show for you here for you here tonight. And to get things started here, of course, as we always say, we rock and roll here with our wrestling news abuser segment. And of course, here to bring us the last wrestling news of the, of the evening is the Iceman JD Jared Geronimo from King Ice. JD, what's going on here in the, in the wrestling news scene this evening? Thursday's Impact Wrestling TV drew 276,000 total viewers on Pop TV, according to showbuzzdaily.com. The number was down from the 296,000 viewers the show acclimated the previous week, however. Meanwhile, speaking of Ring of Honor, however, seven matches have been advertised for the big event that will be coming up two weeks from tonight in Baltimore, Maryland, at the UMBC Event Center. Among the matches you will see, Jay Lethal versus Kushida, Sumi Sayaki, Jenny Rose, and Mayu Ottawani, and Tennille Dashwood, better known to you as Emma, will take on Kelly Klein, Hana Kimura, Hazuki, Hazukiya, and Hana Kamora, however, in an eight-woman tag match. I forget, and like I said, the other one is Cage, with K A G E T S U. Bully Ray will take on Flip Gordon. Hangman Adam Page will take on Punchman Martinez. The Kingdom will take on Evil Sanada and Bushi. And Bushi, however, oh, no. yeah, S A N A D A. San Ad. San, I can't say it. San Ad. Uh, yeah, and Bushi, however, mind you, or Bushi for the R.H. Six Man Tag Team t- Tag Title. The Briscoes will take on the Young Fox ROH Tag Titles. And in the main event, Dolan Castle will take on Marty Squirrel and Cody Rhodes in a three-way for the ROH uh, Championship, if you will. That, again, will be coming up two weeks from tonight, Howard, at the ROH Best in the World show in Baltimore, Maryland, Howard, at the UMBC Event Center, however. And, of course, as we said, Bully will take on Flip Gordon and uh, Sumi Sayaki, S-A-K-A-I, Jenny Rose, and, of course, Emma will be in action there. Uh, let's see, some other news going on. Uh, of course, the U.S. Open is going on, as we know, in Southampton, New York, however. And Dustin Johnson dropped only one shot this morning and went in two hours of light rain that made the course play even longer. He made a 45-foot birdie putt on the par 3-7th hole, however, for a 367, and goes into the weekend four shots clear, however, of Scott Piercy, however. The weekend, will, as well as Charlie Hoffman, Tommy and Henrik Stenson and Justin Rose were all at plus one, along with Brooks Kepkeny and Poulter, tied for fourth. However, the weekend will not include Tiger Woods, who shot 72 to miss the cup for the fifth time in his past eight majors, and Jordan Spieth, however, joined him with a bogey-bogey finish to miss the, miss the cut by one shot. And finally, some tragedy to report, however, sadly to report. The first, of course, occurred earlier today. Former WTAE Channel 4 news spokesperson, however, news weatherman, 
Joe DiNardo, who had a boulevard named after him in his uh, suburb of Pittsburgh, Moon Township, Pennsylvania, which is about 20, 25 minutes, or depending on which way you're going now, or outside of Pittsburgh, or around Pittsburgh, are, passed away this morning at the age of 87. DiNardo was famous, however, for his charity work, however, Project Bundle Up, a charity they started to help Pittsburgh's young and old, however, um, with... Um, the winter months, however, raised funds, however, for uh, cold weather victims, however, mind you. And, of course, along with Don Cannon and Paul Long, two of the most famous newscasters that he worked with side-by-side side over the 25 years, plus he worked with the station as the weatherman, however, Long, Cannon, and uh, Donato were the big three on WTAE Channel 4, however, in Pittsburgh. Our thoughts and prayers are with Donato's friends and family. And finally, as I talked about earlier before we began the show tonight, and I just found this out earlier this evening, however, a very close dear friend of mine who I'm proud to say I was a very close friend of his brother's, and I knew his sister a little bit too however, in high school, however, passed away just a few weeks ago too. Steve Dangler, a good friend of mine, however, I don't know all the details yet, however, left uh, this place and left Pittsburgh, however, way too soon. Dangler graduated from my high school in North in Pittsburgh, in North Hills High School, in 1995, the year I was supposed to graduate. He was only a year younger than me, and of course, he was only 41 at the time. My thoughts and prayers are with his sister, Sandy, and also his brother, Matt, as well as the rest of the family, however, of the Danglers, however. And Steve, I can only say, my friend, however, I was happy to know you in high school and considered a good friend of yours, however, even after high school, however the year before I was supposed to graduate. I was supposed to graduate the same year. You and I were supposed to be in 95, but I was graduating the year after you. But I still stayed close friends with you, and it seems like only yesterday I just saw you, not that long ago. But like I said, my friend, however, I'm heartbroken, and I'm very emotional, as you can tell by the tone of my voice right now, just hearing this shocking, surprising, and sad news to report just now. But let me just say, my friend, I was happy to have known you, however, and still consider you a good friend, Howard. And now I know, Howard, my heart will ache with you being gone. But no, no, just remember, I won't forget you. And I think no one will ever forget you on the impact in the lives that you touched during your 41 years that you were here. Godspeed, my friend. And before we go any further here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, and I, I was one of those that were also just heard this story as well. Uh, uh, J.D. just this mentioned it here uh, to, to me as well. I would like to take this opportunity as as well to, to do this for you, JD. If you would please, uh, uh, <clears throat> by all means, if you don't mind there for a minute there, but uh, shut your eyes for just one second as I offer a uh, a of course my uh, um, <clears throat> my uh, moment of prayer in course and times when we we hear that we lose someone, some very some when we lose someone very precious to us. I would like for you to do so, please, at this time. J.D., if you don't mind, please, sir. All right. Okay. Let us pray here. Almighty God, we thank you here for being with us here this evening as we, of course, continue to do what we do in pretty much every night. Lord, something that we all can get together here as friends, um, not not just as fans of the same of the, of the same uh, uh, sport that we have grown to love over the years, but just be around as friends, sit around, chew the fat on everything that we know of from from wrestling's past, wrestling's future. But 
We come to you tonight once again, Lord, and ask that you put your arms around the family of this gentleman, who, of course, like I said, is a who has been a good friend of JD's family for for a, a very very long time. Uh, be around, of course, JD as, himself as he, of course, is, of course, as you've heard in his voice, Lord. One of those that's very impacted by 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 this sudden by this sudden tragedy. Uh, be with the family, like I said, of this gentleman. Uh, may they. I know this happened not too long ago, but still, keep them tightly in your arms, Lord, and know that they are not alone in their grief and their sorrow, and most importantly, in their mourning. Uh, let them know that uh, you are there to comfort them in any way, shape, or form that they that they need. And also let you know that the thoughts and prayers, not only us here in the WWS Radio Network, but of course, all all around our listening audience and 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 those who always and those who were like uh, as JD said was impacted by the many things that this that this gentleman uh, brought uh, brought brought into their lives. Uh, let them know that that he is that he is still here in mind, still here in heart, still here in body, and still here in spirit. Now, it's just in the name of your Son Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for all of our sins. Amen. So, J.D., I wanted to take that, like so, on behalf of everyone here in the radio network, I want to extend my condolences as well as speaking for WWS uh, in light of this, of course, of this, because of this, I know this sudden situation here. But, uh, of course, it doesn't take me that long to really kind of let it sink in a little bit. But, like I said, I mean, losing someone you, you care about, love, like, what have you, You'll never meet people like that again. Just let you know that you're not alone in your grief, your sorrow, and your mourning, like I said. And like I said earlier, as I finished out earlier, my heartaches, not only just, I mean, I, like I said, I think I think everyone's just, I mean, like I said, my sister knew, knows about it now, basically. I mean, like I said, however, and like I said, she didn't say anything to me about it, but like I said, I'll find all the details eventually, but like I said, uh, I just want to say to his brother Matt, who I know personally, to his sister Sandy, and to his family. Right. Um, like I said, uh, Steve, you left us too soon, my friend. I mean, like I said, I, I just, I think we're all still, some of us are still in shock. Some of us may not have heard the news, like I didn't, till tonight. However, like I said, but like I said, however, I just think Matt. I mean, like I said, I haven't talked to you in a while, and I know I'm going to get in touch with you at some point, maybe hopefully this week, and if I can. But like I said, however, it's been a while since I've caught up with you. But I know now, however, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to catch up on, and it has been a while. Like I said, however, and at 41, I just, I don't think I can say anything else right now. Just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just well. Well, all I'll say is this, and J.D., of course, I'm sure you've heard me mention this many, many times. We're going to put I'll say this one more time. Just because you're young does not mean you're indestructible. No. Just because you're young and all that, you know, you think that death will not come to you that, that soon. It could happen at any moment. We all have to be prepared for it. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, again, our thoughts and prayers with with your family 
and friends, and also the family of this of, of your of your of your friend who whom you just informed us about tonight. Thank you very much, dear Judy. Of course, JD, along with King W. Gerard Smith of King Ice, the 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network each and every night right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, if, if news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that big-time combination. Uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet made it on here yet. So I will go ahead and like I said, conduct the rest of the history here for today. June the 15th. We have some interesting stuff here, folks. Let's go ahead and get right down to it. 39 years ago today, which would put it, as I do believe, 1979, in Tupelo, Mississippi, the Blonde Bombers, Wayne Ferris and Larry Latham. I think Wayne Ferris was a honky-tonk man, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what I thought. Defeated the team of Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee to win the AWA Southern Tag Team Championship. The bout gains legendary status not from what went down during the match, but after it. The four men continued to brawl, and it would spill into the concession stand. The, the stand would be... Mississippi brawl. The what was it? I'm sorry, J.D. Tupelo in Mississippi fight. I, I, got it, yeah, I got it right here. The four men continued to brawl, and it would spill into the concession stand. The stand would be completely destroyed by the time the brawl ended with blood and mustard, yes, mustard, lining the walls. It was known as the, the Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl, as it would be known in wrestling lore. It was unedited the next day on local television in Memphis, and it's considered by many to be the birth of modern hardcore wrestling. An interesting tidbit, this isn't the first time a brawl went into the concession stand in Tupelo. Okay, J.D. A similar situation played out a year earlier following a tag match with Lawler and Robert Gibson, I believe, with the Rock and Roll Express, versus Dennis Condry and Phil Hickerson. Similar concession stand brawls happened again in Tupelo in April 1980 and yet again in September 1981, but they would not have quite the impact the one in 1979 did. 27 years ago today, we put it at 1991, the World Bodybuilding Federation presented the first WBF championship from the Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The event was a culmination of what Vincent Mann had built since the previous summer. A booth thought at the 1990 Mr. Olympia event, considered to be the biggest event in bodybuilding, intended to promote a magazine, turned out to be the announcement of the formation of the WBF. In early 1991, 13 men, all former International Federation of Bodybuilders, or IFBB pros. I'm sorry, J.D. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, my apologies. Were introduced as a WBF roster or their body stars if you will. Many were offered two-year contracts at least $200,000 annually, but Gary Stridham was offered the most at $1.2 million over three years. This was, at, this was at a time when the top IFBB, IFBB uh, superstars were making it at best around $50,000 a year. The buy rate for the show is largely unknown. Those believed to have done poorly, so did the video release of the event. Gary Stridham won the event with Mike Christian, Christian finishing second, yeah. Barry DeMay third, and Jim, Gwynn, Jim Quinn and Eddie Robinson rounding out the top five. In a bit of coincidence, this was, that was the order of the five highest-paid stars in the WBF. But you may to believe the competition was fixed. 
Uh, tomorrow, we're going to do the show if you feel up to it tomorrow for TakeOver at 8 o'clock, Jeff. So. Okay, sounds good. The rumors ultimately proved to be unfounded. 21 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see, 1996, WCW presented the Great American Bash from the Mark of the Quad Cities in Moline, Illinois. 9,613 were in attendance with 220,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 170,000 homes for the 1996 event. Ultimo Dragon defeated Psychosis. Harlan Heat defeated the Steiner Brothers by DQ. Conan defeated Hugh Morse. Glacier defeated Wrath. Akira Hokuto defeated Medusa in a title versus career match to retain the WCW. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb you. I need to ask you, what happened with Steve Dangler? I didn't hear the story. With the loss, Medusa was banished from WCW. And a bit of irony soon after, so was Akira. She was released soon after the bout, and the championship was retired, making Akira the only WCW women's champion in company history. Chris Benoit defeated Ming via submission in a death match. Kevin Green defeated Steve McMichael. The Outsiders, Hall and Nash, defeated Ric Flair and Roddy Piper to retain the WCW World Tag Team titles. And Randy Savage defeated DDP in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Okay, I'm back. Okay, J.D. And I just heard from Fonzie, he will not make it tonight. He is not feeling well. Okay, thank you very much. The heartbreak hit Fonzie won't be on with us here tonight, folks. Let's keep him in your thoughts and prayers here as well. As just, as just now reported, uh, he is not feeling uh, too well as well. I mean, after last night, after the fact he was burning up, I'm not really surprised. Um, but uh, we, we will think about Fonzie here. Uh, uh, he, did he happen to leave by any chance JD predictions for uh, for? Um, no, he'll try to maybe make it tomorrow night and get his predictions in, maybe, if he feels up to what he said. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, J.J. I do appreciate that. Uh, Twenty years ago today, put it in 1998, on Raw's War from San Antonio, Texas, Kane and Mankind fought Steve Austin and The Undertaker to a no contest in a Hell in a Cell match. This is the first time the Hell in a Cell match is presented on broadcast television. It's also only the second one ever. It's also the first ever tag team Hell in a Cell match. There wouldn't be another one until 2006, of course, a two-on-three handicap match. The next two-on-two Hell in a Cell match wouldn't happen until October of 2009. Uh, Sixteen years ago, when they put it at 2002, Major League Wrestling presented its first ever event, Genesis, from Viking Hall, which was, a, which was formerly known as the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. It was highlighted by an eight-man tournament to crown the first MLW World Heavyweight Champion. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Jerry Lynn defeated La Parca in a quarterfinal match. Vampiro defeated Christopher Daniels, also in a quarterfinal match. Teo Kia defeated The Wall in a quarterfinal match. Shane Douglas defeated Steve Carino in a quarterfinal match. Prince Nana, Super Hentai, and Ultra Taro Jr. defeated Devin Storm, Abunai, and Rising Sun, S-O-N. P.J. Friedman defeated Shirley Doe. Shane Douglas defeated Jerry Lynn in a semifinal match. Vampiro and Tayo Kia fought to a draw. As there were no buys in the tournament, both men advanced to the final, and Shane Douglas defeated both Vampiro and Tayo Kia in a three-way match to become the first-ever MLW World Heavyweight Champion. Sixteen years ago today, also 2002, 
in San Antonio, Texas. Cops were called into the home of Steve and Deborah Williams. Of course, that is, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin and his wife, Deborah. After an argument that ended with Deborah having a welt on her face and bruises on her back. Deborah said that Steve hit her several times during the argument. Steve fled the scene before police arrived. Two months later, Austin would be charged with misdemeanor assault and turned himself in to Bexar County, Texas authorities. He was released on $5,000 bond. That November, Steve pled no contest and was sentenced to one-year probation, fined $1,000, and sentenced to 80 hours of community service. He was also ordered to attend domestic violence counseling and had to abstain from drinking alcohol for, for one year. And I'm sure that for, for, for Stone Cold, that was probably hard to do. Uh, 15 years ago today, put it at 2003, <clears throat> uh, WWE presented Bad Blood from the Compact Center in Houston, Texas. About 10,000 were in attendance with 385,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 320,000 homes for the June King of the Ring. This was the first brand-exclusive pay-per-view in the United States with only wrestlers from Monday Night Raw featured on the show. This practice would continue for all B-show events until 2007, but resumed following the WWE draft last fall, which I'm sure that was the fall of 2016, by the way, folks. Let's let you know. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, Ivory defeated Molly Holly. Rodney Mack and Christopher Nowinski defeated the Dudley Boys. Scott Steiner defeated Test to win Stacey Keebler's managing services. Booker T defeated Christian by disqualification, in a WWE Intercontinental title match. La Resistance, Rene Dupree and Savon Garnier defeated Rob Van Dam and Kane to win the World Tag Team titles. Goldberg defeated Chris Jericho. And would you believe that they were all cheering for Jericho in that match? So they no. were Goldberg. I remember, I remember that. I mean, there was a guy in the audience for those that's on the Goldberg DVD that came out. Do you remember? This oh, match yeah, 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 yeah. Now I do. Yeah, yeah. The guy was a guy in the audience dressed up like Tigger, saying something about he was a big fan of Jericho or whatever. And he was he was dissing dissing the heck out of Goldberg right after that match happened. So I mean, huh, I'm good. Ric Flair defeated Shawn Michaels, and Triple H defeated Kevin Nash in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight Title, with Mick Foley being the special referee. Fourteen years ago today, 2004, at a SmackDown taping in Chicago. Rey Mysterio defeated Chavo Guerrero Sr. to win the WWE Cruiserweight title. Following the taping, Guerrero was released for no show in a pair of house shows over the weekend. Chavo actually claimed he was drugged and kidnapped. On the same taping, the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, defeated Charlie Haas and Rico to win the WWE Tag Team titles. The win made the Dudleys the first duo to win both Rawls and SmackDown's Tag Team titles. Uh, 11 years ago today, and J.D., you might find this one might find this very, very interesting. 11 years ago today, 2007, ECW founder Todd Gordon shared his thoughts on the ECW reboot in a statement to PWInsider.com. He was perhaps foreshadowing, but here's what he said, J.D., and listen to this very carefully. From the desk of Todd, the desk of Todd Gordon, I received hundreds of calls and emails regarding what the WWE's version of ECW looked like to me last night. Actually, nothing about the show was surprising to me in any way. It was what it was, a third brand extension of a stale wrestling product. If Paul Heyman and Tommy Dreamer have to worry about serving all these masters from WWE creative, and of course you know who I mean, to the sci-fi network, 
then any then any fan must realize you're not going to get authentic crowd reactions, let alone chants on basic cable. I assume <clears throat> I assume that rather than dub over the crowd's vulgarity, it was easier to just feed them a crappy show so they could never get truly riled up. Enjoy for what it is, but don't fool yourselves into thinking that it is it, that it really is possible to catch lightning in a bottle twice because that is not the case. That was his word. Huh. In the end, Gordon was pretty much right. Audiences quickly saw right through what WWE was selling. Within six months of his debut, ECW on Sci-Fi debuting with a 2.8 rating would lose about half its audience and never recover. At the end of its run in early 2010, ECW on Sci-Fi was being outrated by TNA Impact. Believe it or not. Interesting. Uh, Eleven years ago today, put it at 2007, Sherry Russell, later known as Sherry Shrule, the best-known wrestling fan, is a sensational Sherry Martell, sadly died of a drug overdose at her mother's house in McCalla, Alabama. She was only 49. Born February 8, 1958, in Birmingham, Alabama, Sherry was first introduced to wrestling when her mother took her and her sister to wrestling events in Mississippi. When she was 16, she sought advice on how to become a wrestler by Grizzly Smith, of course, that was the father of Hall of Famer Jake Roberts, but, when, but was told to come back in five years when she's an adult. During her second marriage, her interest in wrestling picked up again and began training with Butch Moore in Memphis, then with the fabulous Moolah in South Carolina. It was there where Sherry picked up her ring name, Sherry Martell. She originally wrestled as Sherry Martine. Allegedly, it was Sherry's partying ways that got her kicked from wrestling school. Martell returned to Memphis and was managed by Jim Cornette. Her wrestling career was put on hold when she was injured in a battle royal. When she recovered, she joined the AWA with the help of Larry Zabisco. September 1985 at Superclash, Sherry defeated Candy Devine to win the AWA World Women's title. The two would trade the championship over the next nine months, which, with each woman winning the belt from the other twice. She doubled as a manager, managing Playboy Buddy Rose and Pretty Boy Doug Summers for the AWA World Tag Team titles. Soon after winning the AWA Women's Championship for the third time, she was WWF-bound thanks to a referral by Jesse Ventura. On July 24, 1987, she debuted as Sensational Sherry, and success quickly found the founder. She defeated Fabulous Moolah for the WWF Women's title that day and held the championship for the next 15 months, finally losing it to Rockin' Robin. Of course, I believe she is the... Rockin' Robin was the sister of Jake yeah. Roberts. Or sister, Okay. In Paris, finally losing at the Rock and Robin in Paris in October of 1988. The women's division would be phased out by 1990, but Sherry remained on in her most famous role, manager to the stars. Following WrestleMania V, she aligned with Macho Man Randy Savage against Hulk Hogan and Miss Elizabeth. The feud, which would include Brutus Beefcake and Zeus of No Holds Barred fame, would last for the remainder of the year. At SummerSlam, Martell got an unwanted haircut after she was knocked out by Elizabeth with, with her own purse. Martell and Savage would feed with Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire for most of 1990. That would be Miss Elizabeth that foiled the WWF's King and Queen again when she interfered on Dusty and Sapphire's behalf at WrestleMania VI. The alliance between Sherry and Randy ended at WrestleMania VII when Savage, <clears throat> when Savage was forced, uh, let's see here, uh, to retire after being defeated by the Ultimate Warrior. And irate Sherry kicked away and defeated Savage until Elizabeth came to his rescue. Later in the show, Sherry helped Ted DiBiase attack Rowdy Roddy Piper, aligning herself with the Million Dollar Man. A few months later, Sherry would align with Shawn Michaels, 
even providing the vocals for for <clears throat> for his theme song. Later in 1992, Shawn Michaels would be confronted by returning Marty Jannetty and grab the mirror he was he was looking at himself with. Jannetty looking to hit Michaels hit Sherry instead. She would be off television until the 1993 Royal Rumble, where Sherry turned on Michaels. Shawn confronted Sherry, but Marty came to her rescue. The feud was cut short when Jannetty was briefly released. Sherry aligned herself with Tatanka and their feud with Luna Vashon and Bam Bam Bigelow, but the feud never concluded with Sherry being released that summer. After a brief run in ECW, Sherry went to WCW as Sensuous Sherry in 1994. She aided Ric Flair in his feud with Hulk Hogan and Sting. The next year, Sherry, now known as Sista Sherry, aligned with Harlem Heat. Under her management, the duo won the WCW World Tag Team titles seven times. She had a brief on-screen relationship with Colonel Robert Parker until Harlem Heat fired him. Sherry herself would be ditched by Harlem Heat in July of 1997. She would make cameo appearances for most of the remainder of her career, appearing at the infamous Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view in October 1999, returning briefly to WCW in 2000 as a part of the Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels feud in 05, where Sherry sung a parody of Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy. I think that was the one that was called uh, Sexy Kurt. I think yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 And in TNA in late 2006, offering her managerial services to Robert Roode. Sherry was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by Ted DiBiase in April of 2006. On the morning of June 15, 2007, Martel sadly was found dead at her mother's residence in McCalla, Alabama, which is a suburb of Birmingham. She was only 49 years old. Three months later, homicide investigators revealed that she died of a drug overdose with multiple drugs in her system, including high amounts of oxycotton. Martel, who was personally inducted into the professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2014, actually had one son. <clears throat> Nine years ago today, put it at, uh, let's see, 2009, and perhaps one of the most infamous angles in wrestling history, Vince McMahon announces that he had sold Monday Night Raw to Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's first act as owner of Raw announced that the next episode would be presented without commercial interruption, the first time it's happened in the show's history. The evening's episode of Raw was dubbed a three-for-all with the gimmick having all three brands' world championships defended. And here are the matches that took place at that show. Chris Jericho defeated Rey Mysterio to retain the Intercontinental title. Tommy Dreamer defeated Christian to retain the ECW title. Randy Orton defeated John Cena, the Big Show, and Triple H in a fatal four-way match to win the vacant WWE title. The title was vacated five days earlier when Batista suffered a torn triceps. Mickey James defeated Rosa Mendez. CM Punk defeated Edge and Jeff Hardy in a triple threat match to retain the World Heavyweight title. Carlito and Primo defeated the Hart Dynasty, who of course David Hart Smith and Tyson Kidd, by DQ. Triple H last eliminated John Cena to win a 10-man battle royal for a WWE Championship match at the Great American Bash. Post-match, Donald Trump moved at the cha- that, that championship bout to the next episode of Raw. Other participants of the Battle Royal were Cody Rhodes, Kobe Kingston, Matt Hardy, MVP, Ted DiBiase, The Big Show, The Miz, and William Regal. As for Trump, Raw owner, reality set in pretty quickly when WWE didn't quite make it clear it was just a storyline. WWE stock fell from $13.13 a share to $12.60 a share within a day of the announcement, and the stock fell 7% total by the end of the week. 
forcing the company to abandon the ship to abandon ship on Donald Trump, raw owner. Four years ago today, 2014, Kine presented Slammiversary 12 from College Park Center in Arlington, Texas. At the show, Kurt Angle announced that the newest members of the TNA Hall of Fame would be Team 3D. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Sonata defeated Manic, Tigre Uno, Crazy Steve, Eddie Edwards, and Davey Richards in a six-man ladder match to retain the TNA X Division title. Bobby Lashley defeated Samoa Joe to earn a TNA World Heavyweight Championship match later on the show. Magnus defeated Willow. I think Willow was Jeff Hardy, wasn't he? Hmm. Willow was Jeff Hardy in TNA, yeah. right? Yeah. I thought, okay. Uh, Austin Aries defeated Kenny King to earn a TNA World Heavyweight title match later in the show. Von Erich 3G, Marshall Von Erich and Ross Von Erich versus DJZ and Jesse Goddards um, by disqualification. In other words, Von Erich 3G defeated DJZ and Jesse Goddards by DQ. There you go. Yeah. Angelina Love defeated Gail Kim to retain the TNA Knockouts title. Ethan Carter III defeated Bully Ray in a Texas death match. Mr. Anderson defeated James Storm. Eric Young defeated Austin Aries and Bobby Lashley in a three-way steel cage match to retain the TNA World Heavyweight title. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I think John may have have touched on this last night, but... uh, According to this, to actually, John, I think you said that this lady's birthday was yesterday. It was actually today. It's actually her birthday today. Happy 29th birthday to Pamela Rose Martinez, of course, known to many wrestling fans as Bailey. Today is Bailey's birthday, not yesterday. It's today, actually. The Newark, California-born Martinez began her career on the independent circuit, specifically Northern California-based big-time wrestling. She competed there for four years as Davina Rose. The latter part of her independent career saw her compete for bigger in, for bigger indies, including NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Shine Wrestling, and Shimmer Women Athletes. She was picked up by WWE in December 2012 after initially competing under a mask. She debuted in Mar- in Mar- uh, on March 13th as Bailey. Three months later, her character was fleshed out as a doe-eyed fangirl. Her naivety got her more than a little hot water, having long-term feuds with Sasha Banks and Charlotte, as well as feuds with Becky Lynch and Emma. Bailey's signature moment came at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn in August 2015 when she defeated Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's title. The two rematched just over a month later at TakeOver Respect in the first ever women's Ironman match in WWE history. Bailey won the rematch 3-2 when she scored the decisive fall with just three seconds remaining. At her fending off challengers, including Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie, Nia Jax, and Carmella, Bailey was defeated via technical submission at TakeOver Dallas by Asuka, Asuka, how do you pronounce it, on April the 1st, ending her reign at 223 days. She would get her return bout at NXT TakeOver 2 Brooklyn in August, with Asuka retaining. This would be Bailey's final NXT bout. About a month before her rematch with Asuka, Bailey made her WWE main roster debut as the mystery partner for Sasha Banks, defeating Sasha, I mean, defeating Charlotte and Dana Brooke at Battleground. That's a great match. I always love watching every time it pops up. The night after SummerSlam, Bailey officially joined the main roster. She was a feud with Raw Women's Champion Charlotte and Dana Brooke. At Hell in a Cell in October, Bailey defeated Dana Brooke. Her feud with Charlotte would extend well into the new year 
with Charlotte retaining the title over Bailey at the 2017 Royal Rumble in January. On February 13, 2017, Bailey defeated Charlotte to win the Raw Women's title for the first time. Three weeks later, she gave Charlotte her first pay-per-view loss at Fastlane. She would give her a second at WrestleMania 33, defeating Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax in a fatal four-way elimination match. Bailey would be defeated for the title at her hometown of San Jose, at California, at Payback on April 30th to Alexa Bliss. Bliss retained in the rematch at Extreme Rules of course, the early part of of June of last year. Martinez, who includes Randy Savage, The Rock, Eddie Guerrero, and Lita among her influences, has been well-honored in her career already. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter Most Improved Wrestler of 2015 has won Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Most Inspirational Wrestler of the Year Award the last two years. She was ranked by PWI in 2016 as as a number five female wrestler in the world. And, of course, as of last year, she was engaged to independent wrestler Aaron Solo. Uh, hmm. Sorry about that. Apparently, I must have lost it. But anyway, I was actually, like I was done, but I was actually done with the end of it. I think that went out right here. So, but happy 29th birthday to Bailey. And, John, no disrespect, but it was actually today her birthday. And you had, you had actually mentioned that yesterday, so. I just want to mention that here to tonight, folks, on our history and birthdays. There you have it there. And, J.D., again, thank you very much for your news and views for tonight. 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode number 514 of Revolution. This is Friday, June 15th, 2018. John, you're, that's okay. You're, you're just no problem. I'll, and, uh, of course, uh, like this is uh, Friday, June 15, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, right here, along with the Iceman, Jared Bauman, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, here with you here tonight. Um, and now, like I said here, folks, uh, we do have, like I said, several things we do need to, to go ahead and get taken care of and get handled. Uh, one of which, of course, as you know, here, ladies and gentlemen, coming up here, Tomorrow night we will have a special edition of Revolution, which will be which will be having pretty much coverage of the NXT Takeover show um, in Chicago, I do believe. Yeah. Um, okay. And we'll, that show that special edition of Revolution will start at eight o'clock tomorrow night. So please feel free to join us for that. <clears throat> also, of course, here folks, don't forget as well that we will also have, of course, at 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon, 138055-pound, another special edition of Revolution, which will be our prediction show from Money in the Bank 2018. Uh, we'll have, like I said, our, we'll be giving out the remainder of our thoughts and predictions for Money in the Bank and give our take on everything that is, um, getting, and give our take on, uh, of course, all that does, that that, uh, that will go down. And, of course, as you know, we'll also be having a few little bets here and there as well. So it will be a very great show here, of course, right before Money in the Bank 2018 takes place. So be sure to join us. But, of course, our live video feed for Sunday's prediction show will be from WWS News Channel. So be sure to join us for that uh, this uh, <clears throat> uh, Sunday afternoon at 5 right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, speaking of predictions, uh, like I said, several of our folks here uh, want to give theirs here tonight. So I guess we can go on right ahead. We can go on. We can go on right ahead here and uh, and proceed with that. Uh, let me go ahead and get my uh, let me go ahead and get my uh, stuff here situated here. 
And uh, we'll start off, of course, let's see here. Uh, I want to make sure I have enough room here to, to write everything down. So, first off, we'll, we'll, of course, do the takeover show tomorrow night. Um, let's see here. Let us see. Let us work with that here. Okay. Uh, let me get this here situated here. Matches. Um, we only have five matches listed here for the NXT Takeover Show. So let me go ahead and start making my notes here, so we can um, we can we can proceed to. Uh, I do, I do appreciate JD for the for the whistling there. It keeps me keeps me awake. Tomorrow night we'll get the heartbreak kid Fonzie's thoughts about the about about the show here. Um JD, if you can probably reach him before the show. I'll try to, yeah, it's been a nice feeling, yeah. yeah. And I get his get his take on get his take on it all so that way I definitely would love to read his stuff on the read. I wanna to try to get everybody's in on the air, so Okay. Like I said there are five matches here for the NXT takeover show of course it'll be in Chicago tomorrow night. Uh, let's see here. Uh, two two songs will be used for this JD. I'll go ahead and make this known here. The song "Uncomfortable" by the group Hailstorm, and the song "Painless" 
by uh, Chris Jericho's band Fozzy. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring down. Uh, let's go ahead and bring this. Bring, bring this all up here to first. Like to start off with the NXT Takeover show tomorrow night. And JD, I'll start with you here first, and then John will ask you, and then Ann, I will ask you. Uh, JD, first match here I don't know if to talk about is the tag team match for the NXT tag team titles: the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, versus the team of or- Arnie Locan and Danny Birch. Well, you got no Adam Cole in this one, however, which is interesting when you think about it. However, like I said, however, I mean, it is very, very interesting, however, to see if the Undisputed Era, I mean, they're coming close and reaching the top four and soon to be maybe the top three all-time, however, in just a short amount of time holding the gold. Can they hold the gold a little longer, however, and the question is after this, who can challenge them? Will it be the War Machine, however, team, however? It's a possibility. Right now, I think, however, without Adam Cole, however, the Undisputed Era has a little bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say a down thing. Like, I wouldn't say they're going to be minus one, however, going into this. Of course, Bobby Fish is still out nursing that injury. Of course, that's the big thing. Will he be there, too? We haven't heard, however, if he will be there. But we know that Adam Cole, I think, will not be there. As he and Morrow, of course, are in the U.K. for that U.K. championship uh, tournament thing that, of course, will get started on Monday and, of course, wrap up on Tuesday. So, yeah, the Undisputed Era, however, have had a great run as far as tag team champions go. However, I think they keep the record going, however, and they could move in the top four and soon maybe the top three. So, even though Lorcan and Burst will give them a good fight, however, in the end, I think it's going to be the Undisputed Era finding a way to retain here. The Era is going to retain the belts, okay? All right, uh, John, uh, your take here on this match? John says he agrees with J.D. He believes that the Era, the Undisputed Era will retain. Let's hear from Ann and see if Ann has, uh, has a thought about this. Uh, uh, Ann, your thoughts on the tag team title match? NXT tag team title match tomorrow night uh, between the Undisputed Era and the team of o- Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. And Ann agrees with JD. And, uh, JD is a JD fest tonight. So, <laughs> so everyone's going with the Undisputed Era to win this, okay? And I'll go ahead and mention mine here too, since this is tomorrow night. I'll say that too. I'll be. I'll. I'll play it fair. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, next one here will be a singles match, of course, for the NXT title, as the champion Alistair Black defends against Lars Sullivan. JD, your thoughts here. This should be a really good match. Black's been a good champion for a while, but Lars Sullivan is a beast, however, in NXT. And the question is, can he paint it black, however, and take away Ulster's NXT title, however, and go up and down, left and right, side to side? Uh, It's going to be tough to do, however, but I think Ulster Black does stay champion just a little bit longer. Sullivan's going to put a good fight in, but if Lars Sullivan does leave Chicago with the gold, I will be surprised. However, I'm going to stay with Ulster Black on this one. You're going to say say Ulster Black here in that? Okay. Uh, John and Ann, your thoughts here, please. And John is also saying Alistair Black. Let's see what Ann, let's see what Ann's. I'm gonna say that too. By the way, I'll go ahead and put that in there. Like you said, JD. I mean, we all be surprised. I mean, if Alistair Black had a good run with the belt, uh, and Ann's also going to say the same thing. So, so far, it's been a. It's been right across the board there, folks. 
and hopefully we can get maybe some responses from Gerard and Michelle, and also hopefully we will get to hear from Fozzie tomorrow night as well. Next up here, folks, is a Chicago street fight pitting, of course, former tag team partners, Johnny Gargano versus, and I hopefully, and J.D. will correct me, I know, if I, if I say this wrong, Tommaso Ciampa. You got it right. This is okay. going to be a very physical match. I mean, I talked about this match quite a bit, however. I mean, if you thought Almas and Gargano was good, however, in Philadelphia, and you thought the first meeting between these two in Orleans was good, this one is going to be even pretty good, too. I mean, it's been a good year for Johnny Wrestling, however, the Rocky Balboa, the WWE slash NXT Universe. The question is, can he finally put to rest Howard Chiapa, however? I've been debating on this all week, however. There could be another match down the road with these two, however, to settle the feud once in a while, because I'm sure Chiapa would want payback, however, on Gargano, should Gargano win here. I really like Gargano's chances here going in, however, but I think Chiapa, however, is going to even the score. He has to in this case, however, as much as I hate to say it. I think you're going to see one more match, whether it be last man standing, Iron Man match, Falls count anywhere, no holds barred, however, I mean, well, that's kind of what the street fight is, so you could either go Iron Man, you could go uh, false count anywhere, you could go uh, basically steel cage. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, however, with this final matchup with these two. As much as I want to say Gargano has a chance of winning, however, I think Kansas LeRae is going to come out and find a way, however, to maybe cost her husband this one. I think Chiapa has to even the score here if they want to keep this feud going. I've been debating about it all week. I want to go with, my heart says Gargano, but my mind says Chiapa. I'm going to take Chiapa in this case, however, as much as I hate to go against Gargano on this one. Okay, we'll go with Chiapa on this one. John, your take here on this? John's going to take Johnny Gargano. And your thoughts here? Last time I heard of a big-time Chicago street fight was at WrestleMania 13. That big six-man tag that I had that one year. And Ann's also going to go with, whoa, Ann's going to go with Gargano as well. She's going to go with Gargano, Gargano, and I'm going with, I think I'm the only one that's going with Chiapa here, guys. Yeah, well, John and Ann's going to go with them. I mean, uh, going to go with, huh. I'm kind of tossed here myself. I mean, and let me let me ask your personal opinion about this particular match, Shady. You talked about this has been going on for this has been going on for a little bit here. It's gained a lot of steam, I'm sure. And oh, it has, no doubt. Let me ask you this: Would this continue on if both these guys made on the main roster? I don't think so. I think they'll uh, start somewhere out new, however, but you never know. Yeah. No, I want to. I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna go along with you on this, Jay. I'm gonna say keep Chiampa. We'll pull this one on. So kind of divided in that one, but hey, you know what? That's okay. We're all here to have fun and do this. Next match up here, guys. Another singles match here. Between Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. JD, your thoughts here? This is going to be a very interesting, unique match. Ricochet is going into this matchup a little banged up, however, now. And the question is, will he be 100% going into the matchup with the Dream, however? Will the Dream put him to sleep, however, and end his chances? Uh, he could, but you know what? Ricochet's going to find a way to toughen this out, I feel. He's going to give Velveteen Dream a good match. This is going to be one of the more surprise matches of the evening, however. I'm surprised that the Dream continues to get over the way he's gone over. But in the end, Howard's going to find the 
about the ricochet on this one. So I think ricochet is going to win this one. Okay, don't take ricochet here. John and Ann, your take here on this match. John's going to take ricochet in this one. And your thoughts here, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream? And this is a small announcement here, folks. I was looking over, of course, our list of live video feeds here for this past week. And, of course, as you know, uh, Wednesday we didn't get a chance to do that one because of the technical difficulty. The live video feed for this past Wednesday was going to be from WWUSWDW Alliance. I will go and announce that, that that will be the live video feed for Tuesday's Revolution. So thank you for that since we did not get a chance to use it on Wednesday. We'll do it, use it next Tuesday. I just want to mention that to you. And uh, Anne's going to go along with uh, JD as well. She's also going to say ricochets. And you know what? I guess I'll do the same thing myself. And the last one here, which is another match that's been talked about here a great deal, is the women's title match pitting the champion Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. J.D., your thoughts here? Will this be Nikki's last match in NXT? That is the big million-dollar question going into the battle here, however. I mean, Shayna has had a pretty interesting run, however, as the NXT champion, however. The question is, can she keep it going, however, and... uh, do uh, what she's supposed to do, and that is dominate her. The question is, however, who else is out there right now that could challenge her for that belt? There's not many people left, however, that could challenge her for that belt, however. Uh, having said that, though, I do think, however, Nikki will give, uh, like I said, like I said, put up a good fight. But you know what, however, at the end of the day, however, I think you're going to see find a way to see uh, Nikki Cross join up maybe, maybe now, possibly with Sanity possibly maybe this Tuesday on SmackDown if if they decide to show up, however, and finally bring him to TV. So uh, I think Nikki Cross has had a good plus year down there in NXT. I think she's the next big name to show up here. If she does not show up, however, on Tuesday, however, mind you, as far as what's going on, uh, as far as, uh, like I said, what happens, however, mind you, uh, possibly uh, maybe on... uh, after Saturday night, if she doesn't show up on SmackDown this week, however, then don't be surprised if she shows up maybe before or after SummerSlam. So you're taking... I'm going to go on record. I want to say Shayna, Nikki wins this, but I think she's on her way to the main roster, however, I think, at this point. So don't be surprised if you see that happen. I think I'm going to go out on limb. Crazy as it sounds, I'm going to take Shayna. As much as I want to say that Nikki should win, however, I think she's going to come up a little short in this one. Okay. All right, John, your thoughts on the women's title match, Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. And John is also going to say Baszler as well. Let's see. And your thoughts here? She's also going to say Baszler. You know, it's a darn shame, though. Like I said, they got a lot of these girls from that May Young class that they did last year. And, you know, the sad part about it is there was one girl I was kind of hoping that they would keep, and they didn't, but she was one of the most 
power, big time powerhouses. You know, she came a little, bit, a little bit shorter in the classic last year. Was that Piper Niven, that big girl? Oh, uh, I know who you're thinking of. Shoot, I can't yeah, remember yeah. her name. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. But she, I mean, I mean, not, not, I wouldn't. I'm not saying because she is a very. I've seen, I see some of her, some of her matches, and 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 you know, in, in like in like overseas, of course. And she was very, it was fantastic indeed. And I did get a chance to look over something, a couple of things, a couple of situations where she, in the main Young Classic last year, and let me tell you something, she was fantastic. How, why WWE did not take take her on, man, was a mistake, in my personal yeah. opinion. But, I mean, that's because of her size, man. I mean, her size didn't make a difference. I mean, you can be, what, five, 600 pounds, and you don't have any talent at all. Yep. And you just look like you can still kick butt, but you but and, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, but I just darn shame they didn't keep her. My personal opinion. Yep. Um, the only one here, folks, I will go and say that everyone kind of disagreed on was the street fight. Uh, JD and I said Chiampa. John and Ann said Gorgano. John, uh, JD, was there any bets you wanted to make on that one? Uh, does anyone want to make a, I'm going to ask them first. Does it, do any of you guys have a bet first, however? John, did you want to bet, did you want to bet, uh, JD on the, because of the difference of the street fight? John says he didn't. And did you want to, um, bet with JD over, because of the, because... He said that Chiampa would win, and you said that Gorgano would win. Whoa, wait a minute. Oh, boy. I think we got a winner here, J.D. Uh, I think Ann wants to. All right. Okay, Ann, name your stipulation. Name the stipulation. I can't get to hear this. While she gets that up here, I'll go ahead and prep the uh, uh, the card for uh, Money in the Bank so we can talk about it as well. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, what this is. So, J.D., be on your toes, my man, because I think she's got something interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Yeah. And JD, and, I'm, and like I said, I have no prior knowledge of this, of course, because I because I didn't know, I don't know. Yeah. I know, I know nothing. I know nothing. Um, but so, like I said, I mean, I'm not sure what she's going, what she's got has in mind. But as they say, like in wrestling, you never know until it happens. Yep. Yes, indeed. So. Uh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let me see what Ann has here. Ann, did you have a? Are, are you? Are, she might be typing it up now. So, but well, we'll we'll continue to wait on that here, folks. In the meantime, also I'll go ahead and mention, of course, before our NXT coverage show tomorrow night. Don't forget WWS Power Hour tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. One four one three six four pound. As we of course will go through all of our shows here in the radio network here this week. Also, we'll give you tomorrow in wrestling history. 
plus also some wrestling news tidbits taking place here as well. Uh, be sure not to miss, uh, like I said, <coughs> um, be sure not to miss, of course, um, Power Hour tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Show. And, of course, like we said, at 8 o'clock, special edition of Revolution, our, NXT, our prediction show, our coverage show, I should say, excuse me, for NXT, uh, NXT TakeOver Chicago. And I did not know this, but there are 10 matches for uh, um, Money in the Bank. Yep. Lineup seems pretty good, but as they say, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sure you would agree that all of this good on paper. Uh, this is how they do something with it, though. Yeah, which it looks like right now, as you, as you did say, I will go ahead and make one quick note. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go through it because Anne still wants to give me the details of this bet she wants to make with you here. But I want to read that first. But um, but you were right when they said um, that the SmackDown tag team title match will be the pre-show match. Yes. So. Okay. Uh If I remember correctly, J.D., I think you said that Backlash, of course, was the first experiment that they were trying, of course, putting both Raw and SmackDown talent on the same show. Uh-huh. You did say at that point in time that that didn't really fare too well. Do you think it could be a little bit better with this, with Money in the Bank on Sunday? Let's hope. That's all I can say. Let's hope, because if not, they're in big trouble. I would agree. I would definitely, I would definitely agree. Let's see if Ann's got the. Okay, okay. Here we go, JD. Here is here is stipulation that Ann has put forward in her bet. Hi. Okay, she, as you know, she picked Gargano to win, and you picked Ciampa. Okay. Hi. If the if if your if 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 well, I think what she's saying here, if Ciampa wins, she will put a title belt on the line. And if she and if her guy wins, which will be Gargano, JD, you have to put one of your belts up for grabs. And you know what? I like that wager. Deal. Okay, and the deal has been accepted. So, so we'll read that stipulation off, of course, on um, on right. our prediction on our coverage show tomorrow night. So, yes, indeed. <clears throat> of course, I'll, I'll, and also here, like I said, since we don't have that many questions left in the contender versus contender match, 
we're going to finish that. We're going to finish off that that tonight as well. So, and I want you to stick around here after we get done with the predictions. You and John both. And uh, okay, now we're ready to talk about money in the bank. Of course, it will happen this Sunday. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, well, they didn't give, uh, but the. Um, Music is going to be. Hmm. Maybe they didn't have anything lined up. I don't know. Huh. Oh well. So I I hated that. So anyway, let's go ahead and go through the, the ten matches here. Of course, uh, for for this Sunday's Money in the Bank pay per view. Of course, JD. Uh, I won't put my stuff down. I'm gonna wait to the prediction show on Sunday to talk about what I want to do. But I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna bring this for JD, John, and Ann right here. JD, your the first matchup here, of course, was, which as you did say the other night was was now going to be a pre-show for Money in the Bank match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. The Bludgeon Brothers defending against the club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Your thoughts here, please, JD. Gallows and Anderson have just been so much buried. How over the course of time, how I mean, how much more do they have to continue to get buried week after week, show after show, program after program? I mean, they should be back in Japan right now doing matches instead of staying in the WWE. Right now, the WWE run has just been a total failure. It hasn't worked out as the way it's supposed to be. I'm surprised they're hanging along this long. I'm surprised Sanity has not even made a statement yet. and said they're going to be the ones making a statement and coming after the Bludgeons next to the tag team titles. I do think you will see that happen in time. However, it could happen as early as this Tuesday, as I said, maybe on SmackDown. You never know. We'll have to wait and see how it happens. But I do think, however... If the Bludgeons find a way to retain, however, don't look past your shoulder, guys. You could see possibly Sandy maybe in your rearview mirror either this Tuesday on SmackDown or in the next few weeks, maybe even a month or so, however. But like I said, the Bludgeons have not been a great team, however. I mean, if you ask me, they're kind of stale. They're kind of, like, iffy. But like I said, for right now, I think they're going to try to keep the belts on a little longer unless they find a way to finally get behind Gallus and Anderson to win the titles. But I just... Wish they would do so much more with them. They just continue to bury them. So you know what? As much as I hate to say, however, that the club should be your new tag team champions. However, I don't think they're going to be on this night. Howard, and it stinks, Howard. But what are you going to do? In the end, it's going to be the Bludgeons retain. But like I said, don't be surprised if you see Sandy show up here either on this particular show or maybe in the couple days after. Maybe the next two, this Tuesday on SmackDown. Or possibly maybe in the next few uh, weeks, maybe even month or month and a half, couple months maybe. I mean, they're coming in soon, but they just got to find a way to do it. Hopefully they'll do it soon because they just continue to just waste time with them. I mean, if they brought them to the roster and drafted them, then put them on TV. Just don't let them sit off to the side, however, and being wasted. Because right now it seems like they haven't done anything with them since they brought them up to the roster yet. Unless they have a plan in place. Okay. Thank you there, J.D. And John has said... That he believes the club will win, but win by DQ because he feels that, like you just said, Sanity may interfere in the match. It could happen. I mean, I was thinking about that, too. That was also one of my original thoughts, too, John, but I just said, I don't think they're going to uh, bring them in just yet. But again, you never know. Right. And, Ann, your thoughts on the SmackDown tag title match, the Bludgeon Brothers versus a club.
And Ann's actually going to say that, and you're saying that the club is going to pull off the win and pick up the belts. Is that what you're saying? Hmm. Now, I, I'm just double checking to make sure it's not the same thing that John did. I just want to make sure that it's right. That's he picked there, I got to say. Hey. Okay, she's saying that the club, she feels that the club is going to pull off the win and pick up the belts. We'll there see. you go. Absolutely. You, like, you never know. Anything can happen. It doesn't mean it is, is it? Okay, next match up here, folks, is the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. You have participating in this Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. J.D., your thoughts here. Does James Ellsworth, the nerd, show up here, however, or does he wait till later, however, to show up in the women's match between Carmella and Asuka? They're really debating on which one he's going to show up in at this point. If he does not show up here, however, which I don't think he will, but you never know, however, then right now Ember Moon should be sitting in the driver's seat, however, really technically, and winning the uh, chance here. I mean, right now, I think, however, they haven't done much with her as of yet, but I think it's coming, however. I don't think Charlotte needs to get the belt back, however, in her possession right now. I don't think she needs it right now. Alexa definitely does not need it, however. They're going to do something with Natty, however, I think, where she either going to be taken out or someone's going to, she's going to pretend that her legs hurt, and then we're going to see her, obviously, show back up at some point, however, mind you, however. But like I said, the big thing is, what are they going to do with her? I mean, like I said, do they wait for her to show up later on in a match with Zion and Ronda, and then the thing happens, and then the rug gets pulled out underneath Ronda? Yeah, that's a very good possibility, because they keep saying that might happen, however, and that could set up the match, however, either for Extreme Rules, however, in less than a month, almost a month, not far, that far away, here in my hometown, coming up in July, or they wait until August to fight each other in Brooklyn, however, which could be the very last time we see both uh, NXT and also maybe WWE uh, Smack, on SmackDown and SummerSlam in Brooklyn. There's already talk that they said after this year, maybe that this might be the last year you see SummerSlam in Brooklyn. I said thinking after this year, starting next year, they're going to go elsewhere. But having said that, though, I think right now, however, like I said, I don't think Sasha needs it either. I think they just, I'm tired of having Sasha Banks shut down my gullet. I don't think we need to hear her uh, whine and bitch and complain that I'm the legit boss, I'm this and that, I'm the greatest thing ever, her. Sorry, it ain't going to work. It's not going to happen. So you know what, how Alexa ain't going to win. Sorry, John, how your girl, little Miss Bitch Bliss, how the five-foot-blonde little somewhat uh, Harley Quinn wannabe bimbo, how I ain't going to win. I think the war goddess is going to win, and if anyone disputes me, and I'm going to say this, how I hear it now, and I know one person who is totally against Ember Moon, Ember, I wouldn't say against her, but I would say she's not going to win, however, we know who that is, and I'm referring to one person, that is M to the L to the D, and if Michelle, if you think that Ember Moon's not going to win, I will have a little wager with you, if you want to make a wager with me, I'll try to make it if I can, however, maybe on Sunday, but if not, however, I will hear what your wager has to say, if you do decide to make a wager, but I'm telling you right now, they're going to start getting behind Ember Moon, I feel, at least I hope they do. And if they do, she could do some big things. So right now, I think Ember Moon needs this more than anyone. So that being said, I'm going to go on record how, record of saying Ember Moon will leave Chicago with the with the briefcase. This is her, uh, like I said, however, this is her night. Okay. All right, JD. John is actually saying Natalia is going to pull off the win here. Uh, 
It's possible, John. I agree with you, but I don't think they're going to. They're definitely not going to. Uh, they're not going to have her win. I feel because I think they're going to save her for the uh, other thing later on the night, which I will be talking about shortly. All right. But there you go, JD. And Ann also says Ember Moon. So there you go. All right. Well, let's see what happens with that. Next up here is the uh, world uh, is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, as we have participating in this for folks. Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and also one one of the members of the New Day right now has not officially been decided. A Big E, Kofi Kingston, Tape found that off. Uh, JD, two questions will pop up in, in this one here. First off, who do you think will represent the New Day in this match? And number two, who do you think will win the whole thing? There is talk that they could do all three, however, mind you, however, involving the New Day. And the question is, do they really want to do it that way, however, or at least uh, they, they're going to have to decide by Sunday or officially at the show on Sunday who goes into this match. Uh, I don't think Xavier Woods will be in the match, because it's just not just, I don't think he has enough to show. I mean, I don't think he has uh, all the tools to get involved in a match like this, but you never know. Kofi, you've seen what he's done many times over with the ladder hat. He could be a possibility. But you know what? I think it's going to be Big E that overtakes his uh, two guys. And I think the New Day breakup starts to happen a little bit here. And I think there will be some tension about that if that's the case. As far as who will win, however, everyone keeps saying, oh, KO deserves an opportunity. And we know that because obviously he is obviously having his mouth pressed against Triple H and Stephanie's backside, along with Vince McMahon's. The Miz, of course, and Michelle, I know, said that he has a chance of being a surprise uh, person, that uh, he should deserve it. However, mind you, yeah, Michelle, he deserves it all right. Yeah, he needs to have that briefcase. And just because he's a C-less little suck-ass actor, however, and has a new reality show with Maurice Howard called Ms. and Mrs., which is going to be the biggest, absolutely total, bogus show I am ever going to see on television this summer. I mean, it makes me want to gag and only reach for the bar bag. It's not going to be time. So, Michelle, like I said, again, if you're listening, if you think Miz is going to win, I will wait you in that one, too. It is not going to be the Miz, and I hate to disappoint all of the people that's going to say it's going to be KO and Rusev and Samoa Joe. I think they're going to get behind Braun, at least for now, and they continue to get behind Braun, because Braun is one of the most over-superstars right now in the company, so give me Braun in this one. You think you think Braun Strowman is going to pull off the he overall? Has to because I mean he's so over right now. If they don't give him an opportunity to get after that belt, however, and have obviously the Miz, like I said, have basically him kissing uh, Triple H and Stephanie's backside behind end, however, then that's just crap. If you ask me, he does not need it right now. At least not yet. However, I mean he had that opportunity. I think his time down the road could come, but I just don't see it happening right now. I don't think they get behind him right now. Okay, and you said Big E could be the one for the new day that will go in. Yeah, I think Big E over the other two deserve because I think he's never been in that match before. Kofi, we've seen, however, over the course of time, however, have his moment in the sun. I mean, he's had some great moments, don't get me wrong, however. But I just don't think, however, he would need to get back in the match, need to show up in this type of match. I don't think they would want to put him back in this so quickly, however. But if they do... So be it. But again, I just don't see him getting involved back in the money in the bank. At least uh, they really want to give him another chance to do something amazing. And as far as Xavier goes, I just I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're too high in him and his chances because they're not sure what he's capable of. A and B, they're not sure how much time 
he would last tower how long he would go out there and last tower and with his time frame that he can't the question is can he go out there and be with the other guys and compete in like say a 10 15 20 25 minute type match uh i don't think he's had that experience or has done that for quite some time so i don't know if uh, that would work in his favor it could but i don't see it happening though okay thank you very much here jd John feels that Kofi Kingston would be the one for the new day that would be in, in the match, and he feels that Braun Strowman will win the overall match. Anne feels that Big E will be the one for the new day in, in the match, and she also feels that, just like you, J.D., that Braun will be the overall winner. So, I mean, that does make sense. <coughs> Excuse me. That does make sense to, put it, to, to give him that opportunity. I mean, the man is long overdue here for a big-time big shot. In my personal opinion, I mean he's got he's I mean I think he's the he if anyone at this point in juncture if they decide to put him put Brock Lesnar and get somebody to go after that universal belt, Braun's had an opportunity I know a couple of times already, but I think this time around I think they really probably will probably end up down in true KD. You might agree with this, you might not, and that's okay. But I do feel that Braun may be the next guy to hold that belt after they get off of Braun. But that's just me. That's just me. Next match here, guys, is the last man standing match for the WWE title. AJ Styles defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. JD, your thoughts here? Will this be the match that closes the show, Howard? That's the big question, Howard. They cannot keep uh, doing low blows, this and that, Howard. I think this feud has got to end finally one way or another. The question is, I mean, will it be Shinsuke's time, Howard, and he avoids doing a low blow to AJ and win clean for a change? He has to at this point. Otherwise, Howard, if AJ finds a way to retain Howard without uh, any low blows here and beat Shin once and fall, then what do they do with Shin next? And where do they go from here with both of these guys after the match? I don't really know, but I think Shin's going to finally get his uh, chance, Howard, to prove, Howard, that he needs to fully uh, let the fans accept him as a heel. Because right now they're still kind of, uh, right now, leery. I mean, yes, they, they do boo him a little bit here and there, Howard. Not a lot, but a good bit, Howard. But if they really want to give Shin the full-blown heel treatment, Howard, and give him a real big-time booze, Howard, then he's going to have to find a way to just, for one night at least, avoid the low blow, even though, Howard, this is going to be something that I don't see see happening. I mean, if he could do another false finish, which we're tired of seeing. We've seen this way too much. They've got to change up the script. They've got to flip the page, so to speak. And I think it's time, Howard, you have to do that. If you don't do that, then you're going to continue to get backlash from just everyone around, not just me, but every fan out there. So you know what? AJ's been a good champion, but like I said, I think it's time for Shin to definitely kick in the door, Howard, and say, this is my time. I've been waiting this opportunity for so long, even though I have won some matches here and there, and I have uh, lost some matches here and there, putting up a good fight, but there's been some matches I should have won. And if it wasn't for me hitting low blows or doing any low blows, then I would have done that. Right now, I think he has to avoid the low blow in this case. And like I said, AJ's got to watch out for it carefully. If he doesn't do that, then it's going to end up in another false finish. But like I said, I think this is Shin's time to shine. He has to do something. And if he doesn't, the big question is, what do they do next? Or where do they go from here? Because if they don't make him win here, they're just going to they're just gonna absolutely be scratching their heads and wondering, why the hell did we turn him then? So, you know what? Shin wins here. I think he solidifies his heel turn once and for all, and he has to get the fans hating him now after this without the low blow, at least for one night, Tower. So, hopefully he does it here. So, I'm going with Nakamura. Nakamura here. 
All right, John feels that AJ will retain the belt here. And let's see, and Ann says, and the last man standing for the WWE title pitting AJ Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura. And Ann feels that AJ is going to retain as well. Again, as we said, J.D., we'll have to wait and see what happens. Okay, here, next up here, the match. A lot of people have been talking about here big last little while here. Really gotten hyped up here a little bit. Uh, for the Raw Women's title, Nia Jax defending against Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Your thoughts here, J.D.? J.D.? Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, next one here is for the Raw Women's Belt. Nia Jax defending against Ronda Rousey. Okay, who did John and uh, Ann go for in the Nakamura AJ match? I didn't hear that. They both said AJ would retain. Not gonna happen, guys. I hate to tell you that. How as much as he's been a good champion, I just don't think it ha- happens here. But you never know. Uh, this one, I'm not really impressed with the build-up to this one at all. This one has been one of the few, dis- one of the many disappointments I've had going into the show. Um, this is where Natty, I think, solidifies the fake knee injury and the heel turn comes, however. As much as I don't want to see Nia retain, however, she is going to retain here, however. But obviously, however, the question is, where do they go from here after this? Does maybe Ember Moon cash in, however, and surprise everyone Monday night in Grand Rapids, maybe? or possibly down the road at SummerSlam in August by challenging Nia and going for that belt. It's a possibility. You never know, however, but they need something different. Nia's heel turn, however, has just been a very mixed bag, to say the least. I mean, one week, a couple, I mean, what was it, a couple weeks ago, she felt compassion for Natty, however, and everything, and said, oh, I'm sorry for what happened, however, and then the next thing you know, she's back to being healed. It's like she's a tweener right now. They don't know what to do with her. They're kind of confused with her. And I'm kind of confused of how they've been booking her. So you know what, Howard? I hate to say this again. However, I think Nia's going to find a way to win thanks to help from Natty. However, this time Natty goes back to being a heel again and finds a way to help um, Nia get a cheap win over Ronda. And that sets up the feud between Ronda and, uh, like I said, Nia, Ronda and Natty for either Extreme Rules next, uh, coming up in less than a month here in my hometown or possibly in August in Brooklyn. So you feel that Nia is going to win? Yeah, thanks to Natty costing. Yeah, thanks to Natty costing her. Yeah. Yeah, possible heel turn there. Okay, John, your take here of the Raw Women's Title match. John feels that 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 the the rowdy one is going to pull it off in an upset. We'll see. Okay, yeah, we will. And let's see what Ann has to say here. And the Raw Women's title, uh, Nia Jax versus Ronda, Ronda Rousey. And Ann feels also as well that Ronda was going to pull it off. So it's going to be, there's going to be, some, there's going to be a lot of surprises in, like there are in a lot of these pay-per-views. There's going to be some things we do like, some things that we don't like. But still, they're going to be, we're all going to be surprised by whatever happens anyway. We always say uh, next one here, the SmackDown Women's Title Match, Carmella defending against Asuka. Your thoughts here, JD? 
<laughs> well, like I said earlier, if Ellsworth shows up here in this one and not the women's match, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if he thinks he's going to try to help his boo win, however, find a way to stay champion, however, by just basically getting a big victory, however, over, uh, I don't know, like, sorry about that. Like I said, I just think, however, that Carmella is in for a rude, rude awakening. No pun intended. Like I said, however, I do think, however, mind you, it's going to be very, very physical. It's going to be very, very ugly. And like I said, I think, Carmella, you're nothing but a jersey-stripping jersey little uh, bimbo whore. And you think you're so money? Well, guess what? Oscar's going to show you who's money by basically taking off your head, twisting it off, however, sideways and just yanking it off our pitchforking it lighting a candle and calling it halloween a little early car so you know what however guess what carmel you're going to be tapping to the oscar lock and be screaming for your life however, unless you find james ellsworth your little honey pun bun however save your butt well guess what it ain't gonna work here oscar's taking back what's hers and if they make her lose again then if i'm carmel i'd say you know what i'm out of here I've done enough in the last few years in WWE, however, but what else is there for me to do? What else do you want me to do, however? Continue to look like a fool. They would make her look like a fool losing her for the second time in less than a few months. You can't do that here, especially on a show like this. So you know what? I think Carmella's going to find a way to just absolutely rip the legs, arms, and pretty much the whole torso of Carmella, unless Carmella has to have her new best friends, the Vegemite boomerang-throwing dogs, the Australian dogs themselves, Billy... Uh, the Crap K, and Peyton, the uh, somewhat, uh, what's a good R word to describe Peyton? Peyton yeah, what's uh, a good word to describe Peyton Royce, though? Uh, rip-off. Uh, rip, yeah, pay, yeah, Peyton the rip-off Royce, and Billy the uh, Crap K, the, or the somewhat uh, total, uh, I need a good K word instead of crap. I need a better word than that. Uh, she, uh, the, uh, the kangaroo, uh, the kangaroo. Billy the Kangaroo K, who totally looks like a freaking kangaroo, as she and Peyton should go both back to Sydney, Australia, however, and let the dingo eat their babies. Oh, wait a minute. I had one for you. I was just not thinking of Australian. Yeah. Think think about Crocodile Dundee's. Think Croc, the Croc K. Yeah, the Croc K. That one, yeah. Of course, obviously, you are saying Asuka is going to pull one off in this. Right, J.D., is that what you said? Yeah. You said Oscar's going to pull it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, okay. John, let's see here. John says, uh, John agrees. He says that Oscar's going to pull it off here, too. But uh, I, I will even say, even, even though I'm not making my predictions right now, I will go into it. Now. It will be, <laughs> yeah. It will, it will be a surprise. Now, you've got a boner. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And uh the uh SmackDown women's title match, Carmella versus Asuka. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's, that's good. I actually ha- I actually have a problem with my Using my head soundboard on my smartphone, I had to get rid of it. Uh oh. Yeah, I had to check Google Play. I don't know why, and they tell me to have that checked out. So, unfortunately, I know I was I was kind of itching to play something. Awfully, I forgot that I didn't have it on there anymore. Yeah. Well, 
Um, let's see. I don't know if Ann is still. Uh, let me come back. To, we'll come back to Ann here in just a minute. I guess she had to step away for just a bit. But we'll come back to her and get her thoughts on that match here in just a few minutes. We'll just continue on with you, J.D. and John, for the time being. The next match up here we'll talk about is another singles match. I know that I'm sure that uh, you'll probably have two or three things to say about this one. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Your thoughts here? This is the snack break match, Hara. Of course, we know that Jinder last year, of course, won in Chicago, Hara, thanks to his boyfriend, Sunil Singh, Singh, Singh. And, of course, we know the Meathead Muppet, the Meathead Muppet uh, Maniac, however, and let's just say the uh, total, I need another good N-word. Oh, yeah, besides Muppet Meatball and a Maniac, however, Meatball Muppet, uh, I need another good R-word. Oh, yeah, the total... uh, What's that? I said, well, you said meatball. I said meathead, but I mean... Meathead, meatball, Muppet, Jinder Mahal. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need a good, another good word to describe him. Uh, but you want to mop the floor with. <laughs> What's that? You want to mop the floor with. There you go. Yeah, basically mop the floor. Yeah. I mean, he he's a fool. I mean, like I said, Roman needs this, however, to be... But of course, everyone's talking about this is going to be uh, his coming out party. He's going to surprise everyone. Or he's going to pull off the win. No, he won't. Or Jinder, you know what? Go back to India. However, take your boyfriend Sunel Singh with you, along with Carmel, along with Enzo, along with Cass, along with freaking, uh, like I said, Paige, and just drift off into a boat somewhere. Seriously. We don't need to see it. So, so obviously, you're taking in this one. Roman, yeah. So you're, you're taking you're taking Roman in that, okay? All right, John, your thoughts here, please. John is also John is going to take Roman Reigns in this one, and um, check and see if Anne has made it back on yet. No, she no she has not. Uh, she must have had to step away for just a minute, but hopefully she'll be back on here uh, as we continue. Of course, um, our our predictions here for. Uh, Money in the Bank 2018. Uh, next match up here, of course, another one here from Monday Night Raw. Uh, this one, of course, we've been talking about here a great deal. This this one has really gotten a lot of slack and really gotten a lot of uh, a lot of awards, especially for me. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens here. I'm sure we'll probably know what ha- will happen at this one on Sunday, but I'll go ahead and bring it up so JD will know what I'm talking about. And that is, of course, the match between Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Your thoughts here, JD? Bobby needs to ditch the smiling gimmick, however, and quit uh, being happy all the time. I think they got to change his character up here into a full-blown heel, and that would make sense here. Sami Zayn has basically been a little more off than he could chew here, and I think he's in for a rude awakening. If Sami can last five minutes in the ring with him, I will be shocked. I don't see that happening here. I think he is definitely, like I said, in for a rude, rude awakening, like I said, however. So you know what? Get ready, Howard Sammy. It's going to be an ugly, ugly night for you, my friend. And believe me, it will not be a pretty night either. So Bobby Lashley is going to just basically beat you and chuck your corpse into Lake Michigan. But you are obviously you are obviously taking Lashley in this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, your thoughts for Bobby Lashley versus Sammy Zayn? Yeah, Bobby. I mean, John's going to take uh, is going to take Big Lashley as well. And uh, let's double check here and see. I don't know if the Empress has made her way back home or not. 
she's back on. Uh, before we go any further here, guys, let me go ahead and get Ann's response here, too. Of course, she, there's a couple of matches she didn't get a chance to mention here. Okay, she she is saying, well, actually, we'll pull the win off here. And there are two matches before that I need to get your thoughts on. Let me get those here first. Uh, first off, the um, SmackDown women's title match between Carmella and Asuka. Who do you think will win that? J.D., I noticed that your dad is still posting a lot of not cool stuff to movie fans worldwide. Yeah, some good articles from the L.A. Times, Howard, some good ones about Ron James and that, Howard, that Bill Plasky wrote today. In fact, that's the big thing in a couple of weeks, what's going to happen. Where is he going to end up going? A lot of people are not sure yet where he's going to end up. Yeah. Um, be, of course, it'll be surprising if, if every, all the teams that they've predicted where he's going. Well, they, they said, they said Philadelphia, they said the Lakers, they said possibly go back to Miami. Uh, he's seeing Cleveland, like I said, the Lakers, Houston. I think it's going to come down to either Houston. If he goes to the Lakers, I'll be shocked, but I could see Houston maybe taking him, like I said, well, Howard, because they're talking, like I said, a big contract for him. Well, let me, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you this. this is going to be a real shot in the dark, but let me ask you this personal opinion. Think about this theory. You see, we've heard all the teams here that uh, we've heard about all the teams that uh, that's been that has been rumored as being the one that he might end up choosing. What if it's one that we have? What, what if it's one that they have not mentioned at all? What's that? Sorry. You have mentioned all these teams that have has been has been speculated as the one as where LeBron will play next. Yeah. And we've heard all that, and you just mentioned someone, for example. What if it's a team that we had that has not been mentioned in open forum before? It could happen. Surprise? It could very well happen. It very well could would happen. It, would it surprise you though if it if it was? Yeah, it would because I mean you think about it, like I said, I mean everyone's been saying it, like I said, Bill Flashkey said in the article today he wrote however he also was on Colin Coward's show earlier today and talking about it too. I don't know if he would want to go to the Lakers, although they were talking about going after Paul George, they're also talking about going after possibly not only those two, however, uh, like I said, those are the big free agents this year. I just, I mean, who knows where he's going to have, but wherever he ends up, power, it's going to depend on how much money you want to spend and how many years you want to spend with the money, too. Like I said, how many years? Because like I said, we've heard 35, 35 to 46, however, I mean, we don't know. I mean, it's going to be very interesting. Whoever ends up with him, or, like I said, between him and Paul's words, it's going to depend on how much money you want to spend and how you want to spend it. There you go. Thank you there, J.D. And, and the other match that we mentioned was Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Who do you think will pull off the win here? Folks, right after we do our right after JD, John, and Ann get their predictions in for Money in the Bank, we will finish off the match, the contender versus contender match from last night between John and Ann. Ann is actually, believe it or not, is not going to go for either either Roman or Gender in that match. So her, she's got another five from that. So there you go. And 
She also said before all that, so she came in when we were talking about this, she said that she's going for uh, Bobby Lashley in that match. Okay, two more, two more to go here, folks. Next one here is the match for the Intercontinental title, Seth Rollins defending against Elias. J.D., your thoughts? This should be a really good match. I mean, like I said, as much as I don't like Seth, however, like I said, how, or, well, not Seth, Elias, however, I mean, Elias so far has definitely had the crowd not appreciating what, like I, like I said, a lot of people have mixed emotions about him, however, mind you. Like I said, huh? Uh, oh, okay, hold on a second. Oh, let me just check something here. Okay, hold on, never mind then. Sorry about that. I was just checking something. Uh, give me what I was saying, however. Uh, like I said, the big question is, however, mind you, uh, like I said, however, I mean, you know what? Come back to me. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll come back to J.D. on his thoughts on that. Uh, and John is going to take is going to take Seth Rollins to retain the IC title. And uh, and um, and he's saying also don't don't get him wrong. Elias has done really well after he debuted a year ago. <clears throat> he stepped up and gotten some bigger pushes. Hmm. Okay, thank you there, John. Uh, and Anne, your thoughts here? Uh, Anne says, "Burn it down." She's going with Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> I like it. Hot uh, the way she put that. Okay, J.D., do you want to finish your thoughts about this match? Yeah, like I said, I mean, Elias has had the upper hand for a little bit in this feud, but Seth definitely needs to burn it down, no pun intended. I don't think they want to get the IC title off Bell off him, at least just not yet. Elias, I mean, as much as I don't like him, Howard at times continues to be one of the most overheels on Monday night. This should be one of the sleeper matches of the night. In fact, this is one of the matches I'm really looking forward to, Howard, and seeing how much time they give it, 10, 15, 20 minutes, hopefully... At the end of the night, however, they put up a good match, however, and give the fans something to cheer about, however. And like I said, Elias continues to build upon himself, however. If Elias does win this, however, in the IC title, however, I will be surprised and taken aback by this. But I just can't see them getting the belt off Rollins just yet, however. I do think they'll be set up for another match down the road, maybe next month at Extreme Rules here in Pittsburgh. That could be maybe Elias' breaking out party. And if he doesn't break it out, then, however... And comes up short again, and they decide what do one final match, then SummerSlam could be the trick. But right now, I think Rollins needs to get a little retribution on uh, Elias, especially after Elias bashed him with the guitar. You know Elias is not happy after Seth basically put his foot through the guitar the other night, so that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. We'll have to wait and see what happens, but this should be a really good match. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Okay, so, so, uh, so J.D., you are taking... You're taking yeah, but it's gonna be like I said. One of the match. This might be it. Like I said, one of the bigger, one of the sleeper matches of the night. This might be one of the better matches of the entire card by far. I think this is gonna be the one that people are gonna be talking. About. At least I hope they're talking afterward. But don't be surprised if Dean Ambrose does make his return here. If he doesn't show up here, how he could show up on Monday night. Maybe back for the first time since late last year. Since really, I think it was maybe I think right before Christmas or after, before or after Thanksgiving. But Ambrose is coming back at some point, however. The question is when, but if he doesn't show up here, then I definitely see him maybe show up on Monday night. But the one person I hope to God does not cost Rollins a match and they start a feud with each other, however, 
is that idiot of uh, Kurt Angle's are Jason the Jackass Jordan. We don't want to see him here, at least not now. Uh, I would definitely, I definitely agree with that, JD. One more match to talk about here, guys, and there's something else I want to bring up before we go to finish off the contender versus contender match. I know it's already past 11 o'clock hour, but we're going to go ahead and get it all done like, as we did talk about and promise here tonight. The last match here, of course, but guys, is pitting Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. JD, your thoughts here? Yeah, we got uh, Big Ass uh, showing up here. However, mind you, I just, I <laughs> like I said, I just, like I said, I just cannot see this becoming, like I said, a great match. However, like I said, however, like I said, however, uh, but like I said, however, just, I mean, I hope to God they don't bury Daniel Bryan here. Daniel Bryan's lost twice already. Once to Rusev, once to, uh, I think, uh, I forget who else it was, however, on SmackDown, however, oh, Samoa Joe, I think it was. Do they need to continue to bury him, however? No, they don't need to continue to bury him, if you ask me. Uh, like I said, however, that being said, however, uh, I just, I cannot see this happening, this feud continuing, however, much longer. I think right now, I'll wait and see how it happens, but uh, time will only tell, you know? So, you are taking, I'm sure, obviously you're taking yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'm taking Daniel Bryan, and like I said, but if they, if they screw him over here, then the bigger question remains, does he want to stay, however? Should he decide to want to? Does he really want to stay with the WWE until his contract runs up? If he decides to stay, how or should he ask for his release? Basically, the ball's in his court right now. Okay. All right. Thank you, JD. And John and Ann both agree with you. They both picked Daniel Bryan to win, and actually said that Daniel Bryan will win with the yes kicks. Hmm. I think he's going with the yes lock. It could be. I mean, anything. Well. It could be. Anything is possible. So, folks, there you have it there with, uh, of course, our predict- with uh, predictions made by the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the human Supposed Machine, John Gross, and the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, there for uh, both TakeOver Chicago and also Million in the Bank 2018. Tomorrow night, we'll, of course, during our special NXT coverage show, we'll hope to hear from the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. We'll get his predictions for both uh, for both events as well, so we can so we can be complete on this. Hopefully, we'll get to hear from King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds about this as well, so we can go, so we can of course uh, bring all this up here. Of course, coming up during our prediction show for Money in the Bank on Sunday. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is this is Friday, June fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. Into of course now 11:28 p.m. Uh, of course, this episode 514 of Revolution for tonight. Mr. WWS Chad Hinchon, Dirty Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, and the Empress Emery Rickenbach here with you. And we do have an update on the RH show in San Antonio right now. We'll tell you what's going on right now, real quick. However, they did the sh- they were doing the show tonight there, and here is what we got so far: Matt Taven and Vinny Mar Segala defeated the boys. In 9 minutes and 35 seconds, however, of course, the Briscoes were off the show due to travel issues, so the main event will be changed. Flip Gordon took on Red Titus. Uh, Flip Gordon defeated Red Titus, however. Sumi Sakai, S-A-K-A-I, and Tennille Dashwood, of course, took on Thunder Rosa, who's better known as Cobra Moon and Lucha Underground, and Kelly Klein in tag team action. 
Sumi Sakai, however, S-A-K-A-I, and Tennille Dashwood, Emma, did defeat Kelly Klein and Thunder Rose in 10 and a quarter minutes. Jay Lethal took on TK Orion. Jay Lethal ended up winning, however. SoCal Uncensored Daniels, Kaz, and Sky took on Atlantis. Guerrero Maya Jr. and Stuka, S-T-U-K-A Jr., Atlantis. Jr. and Guerrero Maya Jr. Maya Jr. defeated SoCal in 10-9-10. Of course, Silas Young defeated Kurt uh, Stein in seven and a quarter minutes, the TV champion. However, next, Bully Ray, however, Shane Taylor and Punishment Martinez defeated Delirious, Cheeseburger, and Hurricane Helms in nine and a quarter minutes. So, that's what we got. Cody took on Jonathan Gresham. Cody won in 16 minutes with a crossroads. The Bullet Club, however, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Marty Squirrel, Took on Matt Tavon, Vinny Marsegala, and Killer Elite Squad at Smith and Archer. Uh, the Bull Club, the Young Bucks Page, Marty Squirrel defeated Matt Tavon, Vinny Marsegala, and the Killer Elite Squad in 18 minutes and 10 seconds. And again, this was tonight, however, in San Antonio, believe it or not. So there you go. Okay, there you go. Thank you, thank you, Ram. Thank you very much, there, uh, there, JD, with that. Uh, uh, John and Ann, uh, like I said, I'm sure you are anxious to finish off this um, this contender versus contender match. And we have heard, however, it could be, however, there is uh, the pre-order bonus character for 2K19 will be Ronda Rousey. How I guess she was in Memphis Tuesday for the cover reveal shoot. And now it looks like AJ Styles will be the announcement maybe as early as Monday or Tuesday next week of the new WWE 2K19 video game. So he could be the cover boy. For this year coming up. Okay, uh, excellent. So Ronda Rousey could be, like I said, the secret character uh, for. Yes. So she she'll be joining the likes of uh, well some of the ones in recent memory, uh, Kurt Angle, Sting. Ultimate Warrior, Sting, Goldberg. She'll be joining them. The uh, first time in, that a female competitor will be a secret character in this. Yes. So very good. So, John and Ann, are you up to finishing off this match? Let's wait and see. Let's see, let's wait and see if we can hear from. John said he found the Ronda Rousey 2K19 story very interesting. And he says he's ready to finish off this match. Anne, are you ready to finish this off? And also, I will have to let you know here that I have to use a different board because I saved I saved this uh, um I saved the board. I did not. I did not. I did not uh, um, take it off. Take it off my computer. I kept it on overnight, and apparently, it must have reset itself because uh, um. Hmm. hmm. 
She says she does. Okay. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to try to find... We're going to start all over again. Yeah, I, mean, I hate to do that, but like I said, I couldn't help that because I was trying to well, hold it. I don't know if anyone's up for this, however. Maybe I'll, I'll bring this to maybe John and Ann's attention. I know it's, it's kind of late, though, but maybe we can push it back to maybe Tuesday. You guys want to do it Tuesday? You want, in other words, in other words, you're suggesting that they do the match next week. Yeah, because I mean it's 11:35 now. By the time we get over, it'll be past midnight, and you never know. I mean, it could cut off yeah. early, and everyone will want to crash out early and everything like that. I think that'd be the smart thing. Okay, well then, then, then I'll, I will go to the source here, John and Ann. Uh, it is you know a little bit late. Do you want to wait until next Tuesday to do this to finish this off? No. And I have to, John says he's John says he's okay with that and And it is getting a little bit late, dear. Do you want to just, like I said, uh, want to, like I said, you know, because we did. Okay, Anne, Anne says she's up for it as well. So, so. I mean, next... I, I mean, I'm not to say, not to be mean spirited to you guys, but I think, like I said earlier, guys, and chat back me on this too, guys. It's 11:30 now. Like I said, I mean, hold on, let me just meet this for a minute. There we go. Like I said, I think it's only fair. However, like I said, by the time we get done with the match, how it'll be done by like. After midnight, hour twelve to a quarter to one, I think everyone will want to get some sleep. So I think everyone ought to save their energy for next week. Okay, so but I'm sure I'm sure, like I said, Ann and and John has already said they have agreed to that. So they will. So we will just we will just go with that. So next Tuesday night on Revolution, uh, John and Ann, uh, we will uh, we will finish off. We will actually start from scratch, but we will keep the scores that we already had from last night. And, and then I'll run through them again. And currently going into going into next Tuesday, we'll have let's see eight, huh? eleven. And has seventeen hundred, and John has let's see uh, fifteen. John has eighteen hundred. So John is uh, John is uh, John is leading by one hundred points, eighteen hundred to seventeen hundred. So it's still a very close uh, match. And like I said, this is only just a contender versus contender match where these are the two folks that will be next in line to go after JD's GFWS World Heavyweight title. We could have we could have those matches possibly next week too, so you never know. So, and and uh, John says he will talk to us next week. He says it should be an interesting show on Sunday. And, of course, have fun uh, tomorrow night. It sounds like he's probably not going to be able to make it on uh, our our covered show tomorrow night. So, okay, John, thank you very much, sir. Sir, hope you have a good weekend, and, and also have a. Also, uh, <clears throat> I will say this though: I'll say it to John before he leaves. Uh, happy, uh, happy Father's Day, John. Uh, of course, I hope everyone does there in your family have a very happy Father's Day. So, 
on that note here, folks, of course, we're we're going to go ahead and close on out here for the evening. Thank you there, sir. We appreciate that, John. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and uh, say thank you very much, folks, for joining us for tonight for episode, and he's saying that to YouTube as well, J.D. Um, episode 514 of WWS Revolution here tonight, of course, like I said, Friday, June 15, 2018. I want to thank the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo, uh, um, the Human Suppressed Machine, John Gross, and the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, for joining, joining us here tonight. Uh, of course, be sure to join us here tomorrow night for our special edition of Revolution, our prediction show, our coverage show for NXT TakeOver Chicago. And then, of course, Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock for Revolution um, <clears throat> will be, of course, our uh, prediction show from Money in the Bank 2018. Our live video feed for the prediction show Sunday will be from uh, WWS News Channel. I'll let you know about that. And right now we're undecided about doing a, a live video feed for tomorrow night. I mean, we may, we may not, but I'm not sure yet, so we'll let everyone know about that. Um, but we'll talk to you this weekend, of course, for Power Hour and the prediction show and the coverage show tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, and then our prediction show, like we said, Sunday afternoon. Revolution 514 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. For the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the Human Suppress Machine, John Gross, and the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and everyone in the panel way too tough to handle of the Radio Network, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening here, folks. And we'll have a powerful big-time weekend here, of course, talking about, of course, uh, our review of all of our shows this past week, our coverage of NXT TakeOver Chicago, and, of course, our predictions for Money in the Bank 2018. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll definitely see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, God bless everyone, and have a very terrific evening. And to all the fathers out there, have a very safe and and have a very very safe and healthy Father's Day and stay cool out there. It's supposed to get really hot here in a lot of different places, including my it's neck of the woods. Stay cool, stay cool there indeed. Uh, God bless everyone here for the WWS Radio Network. Take care. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.